Welcome to the Leadership Boost. Leadership Boost. Boosting your leadership into high performance. With your host, Sean Smith. Updating you with the points and principles to sharpen your skill so you can make a difference and have an impact in whatever leadership role you find yourself in right now. Forget the fluff and get the stuff with Sean. Good morning and welcome to Saturday Morning with your host, Sean Smith, on the Leadership Boost podcast, wherever you are in the world. Really great to have you with me again on another episode. We are always talking about principles and points of leadership and the necessary steps to take. You know, the thing about that I discovered is that you can have, I was doing some coaching last night, a relationship coaching uh, with, with a couple and what I what I said to them and, and what I always talk about is the simple fact that we read a book of 25 chapters and we're trying to implement 25 chapters, but by the time we've got to the 20th chapter, we're so excited, we're reading, we're learning, and it all helps. I mean, it all it all educates, it helps with your mindset change, etc. But when we go back to chapter one, the question is, did we implement? Did we implement? The thing about it is we need to find that one thing that we can implement every single day, something that we can implement every month, every week. Little changes make up the huge impact, the big transformation. It's the little foxes, they say, that destroy the vine. So... Well, we had a big fox, I think, ate five chickens one night. How does that work? I don't know. That was a hungry fox, man. But five chickens, our egg-laying chickens, gone. All five, one night, gone. Just feathers left. (laughs) It's like, what? Anyway, so these little foxes destroy the vine because that's what happens is the little things. It's the little details. It's the little actions, the little decisions, the little habits that can either regress you, hold you back, or move you forward. So every day finding something that I can take action on really helps. So today, this is Saturday morning simply because last night I couldn't take action. I was in a coaching call, and so I didn't get to this podcast. But here I am now, and so we're going to do Two sessions this morning, I'm going to do one on the general principles, and then we're going to do Relationships Saturday a little later. So let's talk about today something that has really been on my heart. Let me just move this down here. And that is the biggest hindrances to change. We started talking about change this week, and we spoke about commitment, the leader's power key for change the other day. And, you know, as I was talking about that, a bunch of other things kick in, and and especially because there's a there's a certain book which is Stephen Covey's principle-centered leadership that I've devoted many years to studying the principles in there because I found that was the best place to find the leadership principles that I see expressed in the greatest the greatest leaders, not not the not the, the most prominent leaders, but the greatest leaders around. 
Douglas MacArthur said this, a true leader has the confidence to stand alone, the courage to make decisions, and the compassion to listen to the needs of others. He does not set out to be a leader, but becomes one by the equality of his actions and the integrity of his intent. Somebody else said, the essence of great leadership is influence, not authority. So as I began this talking about change and the commitment to change and commitment being the power key to change, I, I realized there's more to this that I want to share with you. And this sort of came up with me this morning was the biggest hindrances to change for a leader. And as I said before, many times in my encounters with leaders, their biggest problem is not the results. They want results. They want to do better. They want to be more effective. They want to have greater impact, but they're not. And so they theologize it, if that's a word, theologize it. There's the word. Theologize it. They theologize it to, and really it's excuses. And I did the same thing. The simple fact of the matter is we can have impact and results in people's lives, long-lasting impact and results, but there are certain hindrances that are going to stop you from getting there. And the big thing about it is change. We need change. Change is the big key, and you've got to be committed. As we looked at the, the, the formula to change, there's a big key to, to this whole thing principle of change. We have to change and we're not prepared to change. Leaders are just not prepared to change their mind. Like what somebody said, he said, it's harder to change a leader's mind sometimes than it is uh, to deal with devils, you know. <laughs> so um, it's, it's an, a bit of an indictment, but I think sometimes that's the problem. We're getting so entrenched in what our old ways of doing things and we, we just cannot move forward. So somebody said this, to change your thoughts is to change your world, to change your thinking, to change your mindset, to change your paradigm is to change your world. And honestly, that's what we should be about is world being world changes. Not legacy builders, but world changes. And world changing doesn't happen just in our lifetime. It's because we serve our generation and then serve the next generation. Are we prepared to sow vision, mission, values? Are we prepared to show sow purpose into the, into the next generation for world change to happen? We've got to begin to have a longevity kind of mentality, a strategic vision of not just something that happens today and how it benefits me. Every leader, every leader has got to be thinking further down the line. It's like a father. True fathering is about not raising just children and getting them out the house to college and so they can be on their own, but it's to invest and develop them and and build such good relationships with them, but to be able to impart to them something that far outlasts you, that when you're a grandfather and a great-grandfather or a grandmother or great-grandmother, you begin to see the effects of the foundations and the impartation that you gave. 
And that's what we got it. We have to see that. We have to get that grabbing our heart and life and, and begin to move in that direction. Anyway, I'm moving off on a rabbit trail here, but that's the passion behind this message is to inspire you to be that that agent of change, world change, because you need to change the world. And you can change the world, but to change the world, you're going to have to change. And to change, you're going to have to change your thoughts. Systems and, and societies, everything, you know, whatever goes on around us, outside of us, is only limited to the amount of change we experience within us. So the thing about it is we need to understand in every situation there are forces working to enhance and move you towards your goal, but there are also restraining forces giving tremendous resistance to your progress. To change anything, you need a serious amount of effort to break away from old traditional ways of doing things, especially breaking away from old ways of thinking and functioning. It takes tremendous force to push you through. And you've got to recognize the forces that, that you have that move you forward, but you've also got to recognize the forces that are restraining you. We call it the force field exercise. As part of a pro progression of discovering strategy, discovering areas that need to and can change. You have to recognize what forces are restraining you from overcoming. And there's three major ones, three major forces or hindrances to change. Habit, custom, and culture. Habit, custom, and culture. Habit is a settled, this is now Google Dictionary, a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. <laughs> That's what a habit is. It's something that you are settled in, you regular thing, you know, and you pick it up from others, and that comes to custom as well. So you pick up your habits from the custom and the culture. It, it's like all interlinked. Habit, custom, and culture are all interlinked. It's It all has an impact on each other. But habits is that settled regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. An action performed repeatedly and automatically, usually without being aware. It's just a subconscious action, a subconscious thing that you do. It's like brushing your teeth every morning. That's a habit. You, you were told from young already, that's what you got to do. That's what you do. And there's many, many others. And we, we carry these into our habits that we've learned from other places, carry them into. Drivers pick up bad habits from other drivers, oftentimes. Or they develop their own. And it becomes a bad habit and causes unsafe driving, et cetera, et cetera. So we've got to re-look re and reevaluate our habits. A habit determines your future. Your habits determine your future. Somebody said, Warren Buffett said this, chains of habit are too light to be felt. In other words, you don't recognize them. He says, it goes on to say, until they're too heavy to be broken. Until you want to change them, then you discover how strong the pull of habits are that you've, that you've gone, garnered or put on those chains of habit that you've put on over time. Try and break drug addiction. Very hard. It becomes a habit to the, the, 
to experience the dependency, the dopamine rush it gives you. And in many other areas, food is the same. Too much sleeping, too much TV, all of those things contribute are bad habits that build into you a substructure of action. So chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. Custom is a traditional and widely accepted way of behaving and doing something that is specific to a particular society, place, or time. Traditional, widely accepted way of behaving and doing something. We've always done it this way. This is the custom. This is, this is tradition. This is the way we do things. It's our custom. And, you know, as I've traveled through the world with my family and I, and we've gone to different places in the world and not just visited there, lived there. And when you, and I think it's been a rich experience for me to be able to share these things because that's what I've seen. I've been inserted into different habits of life and different customs and different cultures all over the world. And custom is like it's very hard for people to break it, very hard for people to understand it. I come with I come with my sense of humor and they don't get it because it doesn't fit their custom. When you stand up to speak, they don't like it because it doesn't fit their custom. When you when you bring certain challenges to their life, they don't like it because it doesn't fit their custom. When you introduce change, unless it fits with their custom, they don't want it. So a custom, also called a tradition, is a common way of doing things. It's something that many people do and have done for a long time. We've always done it this way. Usually the people come from the same country, culture, or religion. Many customs are things that people do that are handed down from the past, mostly. We've got to create new customs. We really do. And it means making a decision to change it. So that's custom. What about culture? Culture, oh, let's some quotes for you. <laughs> Just some people that quoted these things. Customs may not, may not be more wise than laws, but they certainly are more entrenched than laws. Well, somebody said that customs are at times more powerful than laws. Probably, probably. You introduce a law that doesn't fit the custom, you know, it gets rejected. You're going to have to introduce it, and they do that. Um, to subtly begin to change the custom. Customs will be more likely to, customs will more likely, more than likely outlive the remembrance of the origin. Some people go, like, they do things, they don't even know why they do it anymore. And then they try and justify, they try and develop a theology for why they do what they do, and it doesn't work. And they've got no precedent, but in their paradigm, in their thinking, that's how it's got to be. And so that's how they accept it's got to be. That's how they do it. And they will fight you, even though there's no, no foundation for it. It's just an inter a customized interpretation. And so now the, the, the way it gets affected, we get the same results all the time, and we can't understand why. We try, and, we try harder, we push more, we drive more, we, we, you know, I mean, driven, you know, 
we, we, we push, we impose, we manipulate, we, we try and control the outcomes more to get the results that we're looking for, and we get less and less results. And so we, the, the cycle begins. You know, we've got to lay more eggs of manipulation and control and, and pushing and imposing and driving and building hierarchy and because we want the, cost, the customs of there. It's got to work. And it doesn't work until we change within organizations, culture. Let's talk about culture. So these are the forces, restraining forces. These are the forces that push back against change, against you actually becoming the high-impact, high-performance leader that you were designed to be, that you are mandated to be, that you're assigned and mission to be, that stops you from fulfilling your purpose. And we all, I deal with this as well, you know, overcoming these things of the past, the pull of the past or, or the forces, the restraining forces of the past sometimes push against the, all the drives, all the motivation, all the inspiration that you have, you find and discover within you. You've got to eliminate the enemies. So culture is a biggie. Culture is like made up of these things, and they all three, as I said, intertwined and working together. Culture influences whether and how you value traits, how you value or the values that you have, how, how you view Humility, self-esteem, politeness, assertiveness. Boy, can you see how culture is developed? Is a whole new culture is being put out there, and it's not principle-centered. It's not based on the right directions. That's why you're so necessary. That's why you are so important, so vital at this point in time. If you're listening to these episodes, you are incredibly valuable. You are so needed in this time to live out a, a, a new culture, but a, a principle-centered culture based in the right principles, the right character, to bring about the right change, to ensure our future. Culture influences how you perceive hardship, how you feel about relying on others. It's about trust. Culture is about everything. It sets the tone. It's the atmosphere. You can have all the right strategies, somebody said, in the world. But if you don't have the right culture, you're dead. <laughs> and I think sometimes people don't recognize the incredible force of culture. One leader said to me, you are not going to change this culture here. This is our culture. We will not change. And I said, that's interesting. Because my, who said your culture is right? <laughs> Vision and purpose makes up culture. Values and traditions make up culture. Practices and rules make up culture. Story and edge makes up Culture, environment, and atmosphere makes up the culture. And leader, you begin, as you begin to change habits and customs, you begin to influence culture. That's really what we're called to do. When, when I talk about inspiration for influence and then into impact, that influence is how you influence the culture within an organization within a company, 
within your environment, within your world, how are you going to influence your culture? Because that's what it's about. So take time and evaluate. There's probably more, but these are three principal hindrances or forces that work against change, that cause great pain in change. When you know you need to do something and you, you, you set a resolve and you commit yourself to it, but suddenly you find yourself, I commit today, but tomorrow I fail, and then I commit and then I fail, and, and then I try and then I, I, don't, I can't. And these are the three things that are major things that are holding you back. So think about them and, and evaluate how much they are restraining you. And what steps, what strategies can you take within them to begin to bring about change? And the biggest thing is you've got to go back to finding your strategic purpose as a leader, as a team, as a business, as an organization, and begin to set the course and say, how can I enhance the forces that work with me, that, that advance me, progress me, move me forward every day? One of the things is every day to find something that you can change. I'm not talking about massive keys and great theories and theologies. I'm talking about every day, something practical that changes your choices, your decisions, and your actions every day. Find something and you begin to change and influence the world around you and have an impact. All right, so that's from Sean. Thank you for being with me again today, wherever you are in the world. Have a super weekend. Have a super day. Until next time, this is Sean saying over and out.